another episode of the Comedy Mom Podcast. I am Katie Ipok, your Comedy Mom, and this is week eight of the New Year New Jokes series here on the podcast, following that writing intensive that I led in January. Today is actually one of the bonus interviews that I did. We are talking with Tracy Tuesday from here in Central Oregon, a personality with Power 94.1, FM, Mix 100.7 FM, uh, the local CW star for Central Oregon, of course. We we're talking all about pop culture, managing our public personas, you know, a mini media training. I have had the immense honor of working with Tracy as an MC for some great shows we've done. Uh, she's a huge supporter of kids in promoting literacy. She's a big sister with Big Brothers Big Sisters here in Central Oregon on the board of amazing charities. She's one of my absolute favorites. I cannot brag about this woman enough, but I want to get right into this interview, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Tracy Tuesday. All right, next up, we have got Tracy Tuesday in the house. Of course, you hear her on 94.1 and 100.7 and the Central Oregon CW star. Tracy, how are you? I am fantastic, considering that, you know, 2020 was an unprecedented year. Uh, uh, we made it through. It's 2021, baby. Let's get it. So I'm so happy to see you, by the way, Katie. It's so good to see you. So good to see you, too. And you, you've kind of been a part of the IP family. You've hosted some shows for us. You've been a part of fundraisers. You're, you're part of the group, man. Like, it's, it's awesome. You, I love it. Listen, when Katie Ipoc calls, you pick up the phone. It's like, what? Wait a second. Put the president on hold. I need to talk to Katie Ipoc. Thank you. That's how I roll. As it should be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you've been in the game. I don't want to say how long, because obviously you're only 26, but you've been in the game for a I little love bit. you so much, by the way. <laughs> you, you said which, some... which would mean that, that I, I start, you know, if I've been, so it's like um, six years before that, I was just an, a little child <laughs> getting ready to start school. Okay, but listen, you know what's up, Katie? Yeah, yeah you've yeah, I've definitely you've, been the game for. Mm -hmm. You've done you uh, you've done some time in L.A., Omaha. Uh, I was just looking at your LinkedIn San profile. Mm -hmm. San Francisco. I actually started. Um, I, I started my career in San Francisco, um, which is really cool. And and um, and radio. That's our market. And so I was, um, you know, sort of privy to just some amazing talent, you know, being taught, coached and mentored by amazing talent out of the box. And so, um, you know, once you jump out on your own, you have just a solid grip foundation of, you know, your jumping off point as you, you know, going, going out as an individual. So I was super, super lucky and super blessed to be able to work with, um, you know, people like Rennell. Rennell is now the um, the uh, announcer for the San Francisco Giants, and she was she's been in radio and television for years, and she's a legend. She's even in the Guinness Book of World Records, but records. But um, so you know, you have a lot of amazing talent that you're surrounded by, and so you can't you know you can't help but to to learn and embrace, and you know, kind of um, you know, you jump out on your own, and you feel like you have. Uh, sort of the, the lead, you know, going into it because you've been mentored by some amazing people. So I was super lucky um, to be able to start in San Francisco and then go out to other uh, markets to, um, uh, to do, to do the work. So that, that, that in itself is just, it, it, it's amazing. So as a, as a radio personality, you, you spend a decent amount of time talking about pop culture. And so I, I wanted, I wanted to kind of ask you about how do you know what pop culture topics would be a good thing to talk about? Well, here's, here's, you know, sort of my, um, my, okay, get notice uh, level of understanding of what, uh, what are people going to be interested in when they, uh, when they hear anything about pop culture. Typically, um, if it's on social media, if it's a story, uh, story running on social media, you know, and for me, um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
those are, you know, there are other ones out there too, um, clearly, but those are the main three. Uh, if you see a top story running on those platforms, it's pretty safe to say that most people will know about that. And I have to tell you, um, I do a bit called uh, Tuesday Tales, and, and it's, it's really celebrity entertainment, celebrity gossip. And so the stories that I know to pick, um, also, too, you know, you have to uh, know your your demographics. You know, for, so, for instance, Power 94, it's 18 to 34. So you have to talk about uh, what's going to interest those people between 18 and 34. And so, um, so kind of understanding your demographics, who you're talking to, who you're targeting, and then reaching out to get those stories and stories that have gone national, international. And uh, we were talking about it earlier, uh, Katie. The Kardashians and the Jenners, always money in the bucket. Always. You're never going to go wrong. Because also, too, <laughs> people love to hate celebrities. They just do. And if, you know, you've got some celebrities like um, Leonardo DiCaprio. He doesn't use his social media uh, platform to, say, talk about his trips or um red carpet events or anything like that. He actually uses his platform to promote uh, the charities, the, the organizations, the charitable uh, charitable organizations that he works for or that, you know, he volunteers for to get the word out for uh, some of the causes that he uh, entertains, that he embraces, um, that he has become a part of. And then you have celebrities like the Kardashians and Jenners and they use their platform to, of course, sell their their junk, but also to say, hey, look at me, how rich I am. Right. I'm getting on this. The rappers do the same thing. Every rapper, you go through their social media pages. It's all about money, platinum, jewelry. I'm on a private jet, uh, popping bottles in the, in the club, uh, ladies, cars, all of that. And so, um, and that's fine but it's fair game to talk about. Okay. If you're yourself out there, it's fair game for us to make fun of you. And that's what we do. Is there any celebrity or maybe like type of celebrity that you feel like people should avoid writing jokes about? Well, you know, no. Okay. I just don't. Uh, that's me. I feel like every because when you when you register as a celebrity and um, and uh, when you decide that this is going to be my platform and you know of course celebrities will push back because uh, you know you have you know they give that's what they do their job is to give themselves to us right, right. They give themselves to us. But also, too, you know, they want that um, that private time, you know, when they're out riding their bike with their kids or on a date, you know, and they don't want to be hounded by autographs and things like that. Listen, if it weren't for us buying tickets to see your movies, you wouldn't be in the position you wouldn't be on private jets or riding expensive mopeds and Vespas and going to Italy and all this going to Greece while we have to work a nine to five job. Yes, it is our right to talk about you. Period. No celebrity is off, you know, and, and, and you're, you're going to get, I feel you're going to get pushback, right? Of course, you're going to get pushback. I remember um, I posted um, a top 10 list on my social media site, like, um, like the best celebrities or whatever in the world and the most respected celebrity. And somehow Keanu, Keanu Reeves ended up on the list. He was pretty high. I was like, really? Can't really, who put this list together? <laughs> Probably Keanu's mama put this list together and asked Keanu, what was, who were his friends? And then they made the list too. How does Keanu make any lists about the last time we heard he was making, you know, uh, 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 matrix movies. And that was how long ago. Right. And then I got pushback from um, a fan of his and said, he's on the list because he donates a lot of his salary to charity. I thought that was amazing. Of course, I felt bad. You know, so I'm like, really, Keanu? 
Like, is that you, Keanu, posted about Keanu? <laughs> right. You know, and so that's, that's, that was me until somebody schooled me and, and said, he actually, he doesn't just, you know, bank his money or invest his money or buy big cars and, and, and planes and stuff. Most of his salary he, uh, that he makes doing movies, he actually donates them to charitable events and, and, and organizations. I thought that was amazing. Uh, but still, he's not off, you know, who doesn't want to make funny, who doesn't want to make fun of the Matrix movies? They were hilarious. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, you know, and Keanu's going to get the brunt of that because he was a star, you know, but um, I just don't, um, I think it's okay. And you do. I mean, Katie, you're, you know, um, sometimes you, you, you tell a joke and there's going to be, and here's the thing, what I found, I remember doing a celebrity bet about Lizzo and the fact that um, she felt like she was being fat shamed. And then you had uh, uh, Jillian Michaels that said, it's not about fat, it's about being healthy. Like, you know, you're, that's okay. You, you can be in your skin, but be healthy about it. And, and, um, and I remember going on, having that point of view and saying, you know, I understand what Jillian was talking about, you know, you want to be as healthy as you possibly. And I got pushback. There were people that called my boss and was like, she's fat shaming people. That's not her job. Just play the music. Why don't you? Right. And so the thing is, even if you have the nicest jokes and I don't listen, I don't want to hear a nice joke. If it's not raunchy and mean, I don't want to, it's not going to be funny. And I, and I, I don't mean you, did you need to swear or anything? Cause you've got um, comedians that, uh, you know, like a Sinbad, um, that he doesn't swear really um, in his, his, um, his, his comedy work, um, but it's still funny. Um, but I feel like you have to have, you know, a bit of raunchiness and you have to go there because to me, people want to hear you say things that they can't say. Right. And to me, that means everything. It's like, I may not be able to say it, but it is hilarious when you said it. <laughs> and I will laugh. Yes. Like, yes. You know, everybody, you know, laughing, you know, so, you know, and, and to me, that's the arena to do it. You know how like you're in a room and somebody says something inappropriate. Everybody wants to laugh, but they're looking around going. Okay. I want to laugh, but this might not be appropriate to laugh. I feel like when you go to a comedy show, all bets are off the table and you have your, it is, it is your right. It is your duty to laugh. So, um, so I just, you know, I'm just not that person to think, yes, will you get pushback? Yeah. Right. But if, if you're not getting pushback from people, you might want to look at a second career because that's part of it. You know, jokes are, you know, jokes are meant to be uncomfortable and funny and thought provoking. You know, oftentimes Dave Chappelle and excuse me, I love, you know, I, I you know, I, I, when I go to a comedy show, yeah, I'm hitting up my favorite comedians, you know, like Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart or, you know, back in the day it was, um, you know, Eddie Murphy. I'm sure you can name some other that are uh, non-black. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, you know, my experience. I'm just, you know, saying from me to you. <laughs> Um, but, um, I just feel like when I go to a comedy show, I want it, I want it to be raw. I want it to be funny and I want it to be memorable. I want to be laughing in my car after the show going, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like that's me. I want to still be laughing. And so I feel like. I don't know, you know, to me, the successful comedians don't necessarily have boundaries. Now, I have heard um, celebrity, you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, when he, he uh, him coming back, he's, uh, he's going to be releasing Coming to America, too. And so he's doing a lot of press for it. And one of the things that he said, you know, back when he did uh, Raw and uh, all of those, he says, 
you know, one of some things that he re, they regret talking about, you know, sensitive thing, things that are sensitive today, like the LGBTQ community plus community, like uh, Kevin Hart, you know, he, um, um, he, 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 you know, because it's such a sensitive situation today, but you look back then, it was funny. You know, it was funny. And I don't necessarily feel like comedians go in to hurt specific people. They're right. just talking about, they're generalizing and talking, you know, and it's, it's, it's meant to be a joke. It's not necessarily meant to, I'm gonna, it's funny, you know, and that's why I say, if you start limiting yourself as a comedian, I'm not really sure how far you're going to be in terms of being successful, you know, cause there are comedians that go on the circuit, you know, but the, but, um, to me, the ones that are most successful are the ones that that's what they say. I'm going to say what people can't say themselves Yeah, yeah. and make it funny. You know, you can't, if you start limiting yourself, especially with comedy, to me, I feel like comedy, that's the only, you know, genre where you can actually get away with because it's meant, it's a joke, right? right. It's a joke. It's not necessarily, it's a joke. But if you, if you go in and you start limiting yourself already, where do you stop then? Where right. do you stop? You know, and so for me, you know, um, with some um, radio, you know, often, often, so, so something that I've done uh, is you have to also, you know, as, as comedians do, they, refre- you know, they freshen up their material. They freshen up their material. And so I've been doing Tuesday Tales for a very long time. In fact, uh, it was first a blog, uh, a celebrity, like, down it, down low, <laughs> dirty D, I'm telling all the celebrity business, you know, kind of the, the, the days when Perez Hilton, he was really the first blogger to really just get in the bootay when it came to telling <laughs> right. the business, business about celebrity. He was like the first one. And so, and then everybody kind of caught on because it was a big deal. Of course, the pushback, if you want to go any further than that, that's, then celebrities aren't going to want to talk to you. If, you. if you're hired by, say, a VH1 or entertain, celebrities are not going to want to, talk, want to talk to you. I remember getting into it with Usher because I said something bad about his wife on the blog, and he sent me like a cease and desist uh, order to stop talking about uh, his wife. So those are, to me, that's all a part of the game, though. That's a part of it. But you have to be willing to push those boundaries because when you start saying, okay, I can't talk about that, then really you can't talk about anything then, right? Right. Because you're talking about people. Well, what makes that person, you can't talk about that, but you can talk about that person? No. They're jokes. And to me, like that's the safe, to me, that's, that's, that's the safe arena, the area in which comedians can go, you know, um, where to me, it's okay. Now, of course, it's not okay to the person on the receiving end of it. I get it. But it's still, I feel like when you become a part of this business, right. it's part of it. People are going to, paparazzi is going to follow you. Your business is going to be in the street for us to consume and talk about. Right. Get into it. It's a part of it. Yeah, that's it's the price of fame, folks. It is. It really is. And, you know, it's the same, um, you know, when um, when celebrities, you know, it's kind of like the same pushback with, again, we talked earlier about celebrities being out in public and maybe they're out to dinner. And if you look at it from the perspective of the fan, how many times are they going to ever see their favorite celebrity in a store buying some juice? Right. When is that ever going to happen again? So they're going to take advantage of it and say, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I'm a huge fan. Can I get a picture or an autograph? Some celebrities don't like it. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's not that dude. He doesn't want to be bothered um, with um, uh, Catherine Heigl. You know, she said, you know, like um, there are a couple of other celebrities that won't even sign autographs. That's just but, you know, um, and and to me, those are jokes. It's like, really? 
you wouldn't even be in this position if we didn't go to the movies and pay those high prices to see you. So yeah, if I want to talk about you, I'm going to talk about you and feel good about it. Well, and that's even the, you know, part of the kind of theory in writing comedy is it's not okay to punch down, but it's always a good idea to punch up. And it seems like a celebrity, once they're making that much money, once it's, you know, once we're paying $20 to see them, you know, fuck around on a movie screen for two hours, like that's, that's punching up at that point. Yeah. And it's fair game for everybody, for everybody. You know, and, and to me, for me, like, you know, I'm not a comedian, but the, if, if I, if I could give one piece of advice to a comedian, first of all, a, a couple of pieces of advice, thick skin, thick skin, thick skin, because you're going to be on that platform, really the same platform as, as you would put a celebrity on. So people are going to come for you. People are not going to like your jokes. Some people are going to think that the jokes are distasteful and you have to be ready for all of that because just as many people that, that think that the jokes are, there are twice as many people that thought it was funny and hilarious and can't wait to see you again. So to me, that's the most, and just don't limit yourself. Cause when you start doing that, you know, where you, you can't pick and choose everybody's fair game, you know? Of course, there's all there's other, you know, when you when you talk about, you know, people um, that are, you know, sick, I always think about right. all those people, like when Chadwick Boseman, nobody knew that um, he was suffering from colon cancer. And so, of course, over the course of years after the release of Black Panther in the Avengers movie, um, he was having constant, uh, he was having surgeries, but he was getting sicker and sicker. So his appear- appearance alluded to that, but nobody knew. And so people were making jokes, saying that he was a cracked out Black Panther, like all of that awful stuff. And, you know, now I, when I go online and I see that, I see people, that those people that made those comments, they're like they feel so awful. Like I'll never remember this, this, this one. Um, she's sort of like an internet um, comedian. Uh, her name is Jess Hilarious. And she was one of the ones that um, basically said that he was doing drugs or, you know, just really awful stuff. And so one of the things that she said was that she was going to sustain from doing jokes about people's you know, if they look sick. Um, and she said she was going to sustain. Now that lasted two weeks. And she's <laughs> back to the same old Jess Hilarious. Right. Talking crap about people, you know. <laughs> but it, it, it's part of the game, right? That's why I say, you know, you, you get into um, you get into um, a dicey area when you start um, uh, controlling your own comedic abilities and talents by who and what to cover. It's got to be on the table. It's got to be all or nothing. I like it. That's great advice. So, you know, as a, you know, you've, you've done a lot of interviews, you've interviewed a lot of people. Um, what advice would you have for somebody in terms of, you know, like a mini media training, if you're asked to do an interview, whether it's paper or TV or radio, like what advice would you have for that? Well, you know, in terms of with comedians, um, uh, meaning if, if, if I were interviewing a comedian yeah, or, or if a comedian is interviewing for a spot in a show. Well, just like a media interview, like some, like any sort of press interview, whether it's um, like a lot of the interview requests we get are through either the Ben Bulletin or Go Magazine. Um, but sometimes we'll end up with interview requests, you know, kind of related to the promotion of a show. Um, and a lot of local comics don't have any sort of training about that. I think, you know, me being on the side, for instance, if I were to interview you, um, I would just want, because when you're interviewing, um, a comedian, you're really, even if you're doing a any artist, uh, an actor, what you want is a little piece of what they're promoting, but you want it to resonate. And so for me with the comedian, I want you to bring a little bit of the funny, 
because the one thing, um, you know, we do it a lot with actors. Um, when, when actors are being interviewed, you know, you want, it's almost like, you, you know, you have the beginning, the uh, middle and the end. And so the, the beginning is getting to know, uh, you want the audience to get to know the person who you're interviewing. So a little bit of backstory about the person, where they came from, how they came to be uh, in the business. And, um, but most importantly, because the very last part of the interview um, is really the plugging of the event. But at, but it's really about bringing a little bit of a funny, a little bit of the funny. And so it's um, it's a mini comedy set. OK, that you would do on me because we want to we want to see we want to we you know, it's almost like and some people do it. You know, you don't really um, if somebody says, oh, I want to go check out this new artist. You've never heard the artist. You've never heard their music or anything like that. But you want a little sample. You know, can I go to Spotify? Let me listen to what. So, so especially if you haven't heard of the comedian before, get the taste of how funny you are. I want you to drop some jokes. You know, and and I and and I want to laugh. I want to be like, okay, I'm getting ready to spend my thirty dollars to see a whole set of this funny. You know, and um and um, I feel like you know just listening to comedians who are, who are huge today, hear them talk about their beginning, like on the road, some of the things that they, you know, I was listening to Tiffany Haddish and she was like, yeah, these old nasty fat belly men was trying to have sex just to get on the comedy circuit. And, and, you know, telling those true, those true stories. And most of us are like, wait, what? Wait, you're 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 doing hole in the wall comedy shows, and they're wanting you to 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 do getting. They want to get in your lady basement. I thought it was just the casting couch. What is the comedy What you know? So those true, authentic, shocking stories, like. <gasps> You know, it's almost like it's 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 the it's the clutch the pearl effect. <gasps> That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. You know, you know, and for comedians, um, you want to get a little taste of the comedy show. You know, it's like, oh my God, what I'm hearing now, I can't wait to see what they're offering uh, on the show. And the other thing is too. Um, one of the things that I learned when Jamie Foxx came through one time and he, he said, um, have those moments available study, you know, like you'd have a script, have your, have a few versions of your phone bits, have a few versions of, uh, your, your interviews in person. And what's interesting is if you go back to, let's just say, um, actors, <laughs> if they're doing a, 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 a circuit of, of, of interviews, if you notice, if you put their interviews back to back, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, uh, 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 what's the other, um, Jimmy Fallon, they say the exact same thing on every single interview, right. the exact same thing. So you have to have your you got, and it, it you know know what the timing is of just like you know your 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 comedy set and you know with interviews they usually tell you we're going to have about five minutes we're going to have and then time that out and have your bit it's a bit it's a bit it, you know you're an artist you are an artist so have your bit it should be well rehearsed you should know and then you know and also too one of the things that I love. Um, some, some artists like it, most, you know, A and B list, um, artists like it, where they have the questions already present to you. So you're able to put your bit together. You know, exactly what the interviewer is going to kind of like what we did before, you know, we started our zoom. Yeah. Okay, Katie, what are you going to talk to me about? And you kind of gave me an overview of what, okay, well, then I know what, what, what we're focusing on. So it's the same with, you know, get those questions sent over early. 
And so that you're prepared, you know what the interviewer is going to be asking you. And for comedians, it's just so important to show the funny. Because nobody's going to, if you're a comedian, you're, you want, you're asking people to come and see your comedy show, and you're talking about, um, well, I bought a puppy last week. <laughs> the puppy better be funny. Because right. I want to hear that you did something funny. The puppy fell down the stairs. <laughs> with your I want to hear some funny stuff about the puppy. Exactly. Because if it's not funny, then I'm not going to come and see you. It's like, next. Right. And then the listeners, the people who are listening, you have to understand your, your audience, people who are listening, they're not going to want to just hear you say, oh, the pussy was cute. Right. That's a lot of airtime. I want to know, I mean, not any harm come to the puppy, but I want to do the puppy uh, <laughs> uh, crapped on your arm. The puppy, you lift the puppy up and peed on you, your nose. I want to hear something that's funny about the puppy. Right. And so that's, to me, that's important. And, and um, because you're selling something, right? Right. Most, whether or not it's your, you want people to come see your show or your movie or an exhibit, you're selling something. So people want a mini show of what you're selling. And so for comedians, bring the funny. It's all, it's, you'll never bring the funny. Uh, and while we're on the topic, um, especially if we're talking about TV or radio, radio interviews, and we're talking about bringing the funny, um, I do think it doesn't hurt to just quickly remind comics that there are FCC guidelines when you are on, on air. So when we say bring the funny, leave the, leave the curse words out of the funny, but bring the rest of the funny. That is absolutely true. Um, uh, and, 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 and also too, TV too. You can't, you can't curse, you know, um, and um, there are rare, rare instances now because radio has changed so much. Um, and even live television, there's always a delay. So if something were to be said and, and the artist is always made aware, you can't curse, you can't swear. Um, uh, and sometimes those mistakes happen. And I think, um, 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 television has learned from that. And so they put right. that delay, you know, things, things aren't live anymore. You know, <laughs> right. There's all, you know, there's, there's always some sort of delay just in case stuff like that happens because you could be fined big time for allowing that to happen. You know, you kind of go back with, um, um, you know, Nipplegate with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl. Right. You know, um, they learn from that. You know, even though um, the 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 um, the stadium, the arena, the stadium saw what happened live, it was live on TV too. So when the nipple thing flew off and shot, and, and everybody saw Janet's chocolate nipple <laughs> right. on national TV, you know that was why she was fine, and not only fine, she was banned from CBS for years after that because the amount of money that they had to pay um um was just astronomical for allowing that to happen because you're supposed to go over the performances you su you're supposed to know what they're going to be doing on stage and so clearly janet and justin left the part out where okay and then you do this you pop it, and then the nipple's gonna pop out and people are gonna see that and it's yeah. going to be amazing. And so um, uh, it, it wasn't amazing <laughs> because there were kids watching. Right. And they saw your chocolate nipple on TV. It wasn't amazing. Uh, and so, and so um, you know, so you have to go, listen, when it's a comedy show, uh, if it's, and, and not, you know, interviewing, but when you're doing, as you know, a comedy show, uh, all of the comedy shows um, on HBO and Showtime and all of that, of course, they're, they're all with curse words because that's right. that type of show. And you put those type of warnings on there. But if you, you're going in telling people this, that, that the Super Bowl is going to be G-rated and then you do something X-rated, right? somebody in trouble. Well, and there's and some... So there's mm -hmm. some leeway too with like the safe harbor laws 
if I remember right, if you're on air, I don't know if it applies to TV, but like radio, isn't it like after 10, things loosen up a little bit? Yeah, well, um, so there are ratings periods, right? And so um, um, typically um, after um, 10, there is, there, there's technically, um, there's technically between 10 and 2 a.m. That's technically a shift in, in certain markets. But like, for instance, between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., um, um, that's an unrateable period. And so, but you still have to be careful. You right. still have to be careful. But, um, and so, uh, and, and radio um, has got, you know, and, um, when you're on live radio, and the other thing I was going to, the other point I was going to make, yeah. Katie, um, going back to um, just to alleviate yourself um, from any of those situations, because especially when you're talking about comedians, things slip. And so things are rarely live anymore. And I'm talking about interviews. They're typically taped. Um, a lot of the podcasts are turned into shows, but they're all taped. So that means you have to go, you know, in the interviews that um, the radio personalities do, it's rarely live anymore. Right. So they'll go in and say, hey, you know, can you come in? Like my airship could be from noon till five. And then I'll ask maybe a Michael Fronti to come in at 9 a.m. and do an interview with him pre-recorded and then chop it up, edit, edit the interview that's going to best work for the show. And so uh, there are ways to do it. And again, you know, rarely you do live interviews on, especially to also too with rappers, comedians and rappers. <laughs> right. You know, because they talk about smoking weed and doing drugs and you know, all that and, and talking about young girls and stuff. And you don't want to have anything to do with that or even be attached to, to that. So if you can do an interview and then go and edit out the questionable part, <laughs> right? You do it, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, you know, but with, you know, it, and, and also to, you know, get that understanding. And most, um folks, uh, they're people, or they ask, is this interview going to be live or is it going to be taped? Right. And so if you, if it's going to be taped, then you can go at it. And it's up to the, um, the, the host to edit it appropriately for the air. But if it's going to be live, then you need to make sure that, um, that you're clear with the talent and that absolutely no swear words can be used, you know, on air, because that's a, that's just a grave fine for the radio station. Yeah, I was, I did, I interviewed, it happened to me a couple times. I had some local comics on oh, the show. I did for KPOV and they dropped the F-bomb and, you know, so, you know, for like two, three weeks, you know, I'm biting my fingernails, hoping no one calls the station that no one calls FCC. Cause like, that's right. like what, 25,000 just for me. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm so lucky. That's it's a, it's a bit and and um and you know and and in larger markets, just so you know, um, larger markets are being recorded by another entity, not from the actual radio station. So that's a lot of that's that's how those things get caught anyway. Um, in the larger markets, they're being recorded and they're you know um they're they're being watched and monitored. Um, and of course, you know, really how you get caught though, is either from a listener or in, a listener, somebody calling in and saying, did you know this happened? Yeah. You know, and so, um, you just have to be careful because those fines aren't, you know, and then also too, you know, the radio station, um, the television station then starts to look at you as a liability and you just don't want that. You know, you want to be funny, you want to do your job, but, you know, try and play by the rules, you know, so that um, your longevity, um, that's really what's up, you know, in the business. You want to last, you know, you don't want to be blackballed. Right. As soon as you get it started, you know, Um, but, and and again, there are those, you know, like, um, you know, the HBO, Showtime, Netflix specials, they're all filled with curse words, but they're, they're properly, properly labeled. Right. So you know what to expect. 
Right. You know, but interviews are a little bit different. You got to understand if the interview is going to be live or recorded, and then you kind of know how to um, how to operate. And also, too, Katie, I want to say when you're up and coming, when you're up at, when you're an up and coming artist, you, you got to try and do the right thing because you don't want to be stopped or or halted or thrown out before you even get started. You know, there are, there are comedians today, you know, very, you know, that, that they get a little bit of leeway, but they put in their time. Yeah. You know, and their name, you know, may be big enough for, for the, the, the station to be like, okay, we'll eat that one. Right. But you got to get to that point, you know, first. Well, while we're talking about getting to that point, the other, other thing I wanted to talk to you about was name recognition. Um, because in the end, you know, even with local comedy shows, what sells tickets is who's in the show. And so what advice do you have for the local comics for increasing their name recognition? Uh, social media, social media, social media, social media. Also get out there and do free shows. So one of the things, um, when I when I came out, um, you know, I I do a lot of things that probably radio personalities aren't doing. Um, there are very few of us that do. You know, I it's never been my that's never been the type of gig that I want to go in and do my four or five hours and I'm done. Oh, I want to get out. I want to learn. I want to know the community. I want to. So even it, and it, it doesn't need to be paid. Just get me out there. The exposure is great. Be involved in the community. That you got to get on social media. Not only just having handles, but you have to engage social media. You have to engage your followers. That is the most important thing. You know, one of the things that the Kardashians said when um, E let them go from their contract, they said that they can they make more money on Instagram with one post than E's entire yearly, uh, there's the salary that E pays them for a year. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they could have just, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Um, so it's all about engaging your social media. There are a lot of strictly social media comics that came up in the game strictly through social media. Not one TV gig, not one radio gig, strictly through social media. And they're huge now. Right. And so increase your following, increase, you gotta get out there and social, you gotta get out there and meet. And I know a lot of people don't wanna do stuff for free, but you gotta get out there and engage the community and be funny. Let them show like who you are. Like they wanna see a little bit of that that's what's going to make them want to come to the show. It's kind of like the same with the interview. When you're on, when you're doing an interview, you want to give them a mini show so yeah. they can be encouraged. It's like, okay, I got to see this person for an hour. That's going to be, oh my God, I can't wait. So you have to get out there and, you know, it's no longer, even with radio, you know, back in the day, you never had to leave the studio. People didn't know what the jocks looked like. They never had to leave the studio. They never had to go and do appearances. They never had to do meet and greet. They never had to do what we call remotes, appearances, where you go out and you're promoting a grocery store and you go out there for two hours and meet people. None of that was, you didn't need to do that. Radio has changed. It is imperative that you feel comfortable being out in public. And meeting people, engaging people, that's the only way you're going to grow your base. You can't just solely depend on booking comedy shows. You can't just solely depend on that. You have to get out there and increase your social media print. And do little bits. 
do little bits, you know, on, on, you know, uh, I love, I love some of the, the inner, um, social media comedians and they actually do little mini, um, shows. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And I, and those are the most successful ones. And some of them, they've gone on to get a sitcom. And so starting out doing social media, doing the, being what you call a social media comedian, comedian, they started out strictly on social media. And so you got to get out there, do free shows, get, take every single opportunity you can to get in front of people. That's because guess what? It's a very competitive business. Just being in entertainment in general, whether or not you're a comedian, you're an actor, you know, um, a radio personality, right? It's competitive. It is super, super competitive. Even in a small market like Central Oregon, like the first year in 2018 that I won Best Local Radio, I was shocked because at the end of the day, you're in a studio by yourself for four or five hours. You don't know who's listening. <laughs> you, you know, people will call. But you have no idea who's listening and do you're just hoping that you're talking to a bunch of people. And that's really how, you know, for me, being known as your best girlfriend, I feel like I just have a bunch of girls and a few guys that we're hanging out and we're just going in. We're just, you know, and so and also to um, try to be as it's one thing to create a character. And I feel like, you know, there are some comedians that create characters. Um, and I and I love that too. I love characters, you know. But it's also too being authentic as possible, you know. And and oftentimes I feel like the best jokes and that is when you tell personal stories with a funny twist to it, you know. If you're gonna tell people, you know, the, the the where I was born and how I grew up, let that stuff be funny. <laughs> right. I don't just want to hear how you fell in the mud and then the mud went and then hit the horse and then the horse went and t- I want to hear all that stuff. I want like it needs to be funny. But most importantly, Katie, you it's just a different it's a different beast. Today it, with social media, it's a different beast what you're dealing with and how you get out there. You know, it used to be just your, you know, if you're lucky to have an agent the agent gets you gets you uh, meetings with Comedy Central and um, uh, Saturday Night Live and all these people. You get, you know, now it's just, you know, you got to do so much work just to get the, the agent, to get to that point. How do you get, you got to get there, you, 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 they got to notice you. And guess what? The first thing that, that they look at, can you believe it, is your social media and how active you are. Yep. Isn't that something? That's how the, that's how that, that that's that's the world we live in, and so you can't just want to book shows. You gotta get out there, and you literally have to you have to get in front of people. That's that's really where it's at, and so that's you know that's what I do. You know, I couldn't believe I won the first in twenty eighteen, and, and I won last year in twenty twenty two. But I I really feel like. Um, it's about it's because I get out there in the community, whether or not I'm hosting a Katie IPOC uh, production or I'm doing work for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or you can catch me at the Safeway doing a promotion or you hear me on air or you tune into my social media or my podcast. You got to do all of it. You are a one man, a one woman show. And so you have to multitask out in the community on social media, doing, um, doing interviews, do, you know, take, it's interesting this, you know, a lot of the jocks say that, you know, when they first started out, they did a lot of either for literally for no money or for nothing, you know, and, and yeah, you have to get out there and you have to do it if you're serious about it. You know, if it's just a side hustle or whatever, and you don't really care, then that's the type of response you're going to get. People will just kind of tune in when they want to. They don't really want to take you serious because you're not, you know. So if, if if you're serious about it, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of work. It's going to take a little bit of work. You've got to get out there. You've got to put yourself in front of people. 
as much as you can. Because you never know who's out there, too. What if it is your next agent? You know, that's a lot. That's really how um, 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 when you're out there doing plays, a lot of the, um, the artists who do plays, they're able to get to Broadway because somebody sees them in a smaller production. And it's, it's, it's an agent or it's a producer of the play or someone else that has connections to people on Broadway. And they just came to see you at, you know, um, your hole in the wall theater company. You never know who's in the audience. So you're going to miss those opportunities if you're not there. So take, you know, and I know people don't like to work for free. I get it. I don't either. But some things are necessary, especially if it's your job to get in front of the people. And you want to get, you know, especially for me, and I, I say, I'm your best girlfriend, but I'm never there for you. Right. <laughs> you know, hello. You know, so you've got to get out there and you've got to make your, you, you, you know, I hate to use the word, I don't want to use the word, word force, but it is imperative that you get out and you get out in front of people as much as you can. And social media is definitely a big part of that. So speaking of social media, Tracy, how do people find you? So I'm Tracy Tuesday. You can get me on Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter. Those are, that, that, that's my jam. That's where I, you know, I do. Uh, so it's T-R-A-C-E-E, Tuesday, like the day. Uh, and so um, I'm on there, you know, I'm, I'm always super active and I love engaging with, um, you know, my audience. And thank you, uh, Katie, for always supporting me um, on social media. You are literally the jam. You are like the bomb diggity. Like, I love you, girl. So, and I just love seeing how you work and how you, how you make this community um, shine brighter because of the work that you do. You not only get, bring the funny, but you also donate a lot of the proceeds to organizations here um, uh, in, in Central Oregon. So I applaud you so much for that. And uh, I really, truly appreciate you. And I can't wait to see how you're bringing it in 2021. Yeah. And I, as soon as we can get a show together, I definitely want you to come MC again. Okay. Listen, I'm there. I'm going to be all up in there. I'm going to be all up in there. And uh, and again, Katie, thank you so much. You're, you are amazing. And I'm so glad that um, you've decided to continue to contribute, um, especially just making people laugh. Really, that's like the best medicine. Because you never know what people are going through, too. So, you know, kind of like you know how they bring the 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 what are they the, the dogs when they come and bring the dogs to the hospital, the support um, dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like you know, comedy is such a breath of fresh air, and the fact that you bring it, um, and you're really passionate about the comedians that you put in front of us. That's amazing too. Well, it's it's easy to do this kind of work in a place like this. Central Oregon makes right, sense. right. Well, awesome. Well, once again, Tracy, thank you so much, and hope you have a good New Year. Thanks. Same to you, Katie. Happy New Year to everyone that's watching. <laughs>